The Sounders' season is over. The Kraken continue their losing ways. Blake Snell wants to be a Mariner. And the Seahawks are looking to bounce back this week. Welcome back to another episode of the Seattle Sports Show. I'm your host, Mikey. And uh, let's dive straight into the Seattle Sounders. And unfortunately, the Sounders season has come to an end uh, this last week in losing to LAFC in the semifinals, one to nothing. Uh, and yeah, just a bummer. The season's over. Was hoping that they, uh, you know, were going to go all the way and bring home another championship. Uh, but it was not to be this year. Again, uh, falling one nothing, And, uh, you know, uh, that also means that the uh, time for Nicholas Ladero in Seattle is done as well. Uh, you know, I guess never say never type of thing but it's it's pretty well known that uh nicholas ladero will not be returning to the sounders uh uh going forward from here i mean seattle legend right i mean one two mls cups uh with the sounders uh so legend and just uh, uh you know bummer that we weren't able to get one more with him while he was here and that's going to be some big shoes to fill when uh you know as they try to figure it out now uh in the off season all right uh so that's your sounders uh let's go ahead uh let's go ahead and um let's move on to uh you know, let's, let's let's keep it going with uh, some losing teams. Let's go. Let's go with the Kraken next. All right, and the Kraken—they just continue to lose now. Since our last episode, they have lost to Vancouver five to one, and then they lost to Chicago three to four. Uh, and yeah, this team just just does not have any identity uh they don't look good at all it's they're not very fun to watch you know like i said for me no hockey expert just somebody who became a kraken fan when they joined here you know watch a little bit of hockey when i was little but uh was really excited to get into hockey now that there was uh 
or that there is a professional hockey team in my city. And, uh, you know, this year I was like, because, uh, you know, that first year was, you know, expansion team did not go well at all. Second year, wow, we make the playoffs. And that was so exciting. And so this year, I've been making a uh, a point to watch all the games and to get to learn hockey uh, better. And uh, unfortunately, this is not the way I wanted to learn hockey. You know, I was hoping I'd be watching the Kraken uh as a winning team and be learning so much about the Kraken because I would be watching them and learning, okay, well, what makes them so good? Instead, this year, I'm watching and uh, I'm learning a lot about hockey, but it's because I'm trying to figure out what makes the Kraken so bad, (laughs) you know? Uh, and I just really wish it was the other way around. But yeah, unfortunately, they are just, they do not look like a good team. Again, my untrained eyes, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not going to claim to be an expert. So I, I, I can't really say why, but just, I mean, when I'm watching, they just seem to have no identity. I mean, they... I seem it seems like nobody on the team wants to shoot the puck. Uh, yes, there are some games here where you hear me say like, "Oh, they scored two goals, or they scored three goals, they scored four goals," which is all fine and dandy. They just they're when they shooting the goals, right? They're hitting. So I don't know why they're not shooting more. I they can literally like be dancing around and skating around forever. Uh, in the enemy territory and not shoot the puck. They can have power plays and hardly get any shots off. I, I just do not know what's going on with this team. Uh, it just doesn't make it very fun or exciting to watch. It's just, uh, you know, a big, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a big bummer uh, to uh, it be as excited as I was going to this season uh, about the Kraken and about learning more about hockey and for it to turn out like this, you know, to, to be learning uh, about hockey because your team is bad and you want to figure out what's making them bad. Why uh, are they uh, so bad uh, in transition? Why don't they take more shots um you know um it's just it's just a bummer so um you know they have recalled uh marion studenick from the firebirds i you know i don't really expect that to do anything uh this team just they need to get you know they they need to get on top of it. They need to shoot the puck. I mean, that's the that's just as a, you know, as a casual fan of hockey, I need to see this team shoot the puck more and you know, give yourself a chance because at least if you're shooting the puck, it's making it exciting. But again, I mean, just the 
large amounts of time where they even have control of the puck and they're still not getting shots off just it just baffles me you know you would think you're 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 controlling the puck as much as they are that you just be shooting away uh because eventually some of them are going to go in uh and hopefully enough of them are going to go in that you get the win right so um i don't know shoot the puck okay <laughs> and that's your cracking uh let's go ahead let's talk some mariners Right, and the Mariners right now. It is the uh, off season. Things are heating up uh, around the league in general. The the Mariners still haven't done anything big, but um, there's there's a free agent out there that wants to come to Seattle, and that is Blake Snell. He has recently uh, risen the twelfth man flag in which Mike Tirico himself uh, on the broadcast said, oh, that's Blake Snell, uh, two times Cy Young award winner, and he wants to pitch for the Mariners. <laughs> uh, said that on the broadcast. Uh, he uh, rang the siren at, at the Apple Cup. He's, he's making it known to everybody that he can, that he wants to pitch for the Mariners. Um. And I would love to have him as a Mariner. Um, you know, again, I'm not somebody who I just, I don't really care about what the the idea of the type of pitcher you want to have is. Uh, the type of pitcher you should want to have is the winning type, <laughs> the dominant type. And that's what Blake Snell can be. Again just won a Cy Young Award, his second one. Um, uh, his, uh, I don't have it up in front of me. Uh, I've been working a ton of hours, so I don't have all the stats around me. But Blake Snell, uh, I know his ERA was like in the twos. It was like 2.33 or something like that. You know, I mean, the, these are types of guys that, you know, do they pitch that like the exact style that you have in mind for your team no but should you take yourself out of um getting a dominant uh player just because they don't fit the style that you uh that you want or that you like I don't think that makes any sense at all. It's it's baseball, you know. When it's it, when it's the when when the pitcher is up there on the mound, he's going one on one with the batter, okay. And I, I think Blake Snell has proven that uh, he he is one of the the best, uh, you know, out there in that one versus one. Uh, situation. It doesn't matter what his style is. The The fact is that he's dominant up there. And again, because he's from here, he wants to be here. Um, do I really expect him to take a home uh, hometown discount? No. Uh, we've 
heard about that happening just this year. Uh, again, can't remember the name off the top of my head, but the, the pitcher over there in Philly that just re-signed uh, with the Phillies uh, and took a hometown discount to stay with him just because he likes being there. Well, Blake Snell wants to come to Seattle because he's from here and wants to be here. So um, it's not very often that you get like big time free agents that want to come to your city, Seattle. So hopefully we're, you know, we can make it work. If not, then I'm hoping it's because we get Yamamoto the pitcher from Japan. Okay, that, that that would be, to me, the only reason why you wouldn't go out and sign a Blake Snell because you want to go out and sign a Yamamoto who is going to cost um, just as much or, or more. Who knows how much uh, uh, people are going to be willing to pay for him, but he is posted now. And... Uh, Teams can start negotiating with him. And I, I, to me, if I had to choose as much I, as I would love to have Blake Snell here, I would prefer Yamamoto. He's, what, five or six years younger? Uh, and he's, you know, dominant right now as a pitcher. And because he's only 25, uh, he's still got plenty of years ahead of him and he's got years where he could still be uh getting better with you know even though he's as dominant as he is now he's still got years in front of him where he should still be getting better um so you know do you want to <laughs> uh, you know, go with the older guy uh, who is a hometown guy? And I, and I root for the hometown guys, right, to do well and, and come back to their city. I myself, you know, I, when I was a kid, that, would, that was like my dream is like, oh, well, wouldn't it be great uh, to play for your hometown team and, and be the hero of that team? Yeah, of course. Uh, so... In that way, I want the Mariners to sign Blake Snell because I want that for Blake Snell, uh, you know. Uh, but if they really are in on Yamamoto, then I think before you go out and, and decide to sign a Blake Snell, you do need to go after Yamamoto first and, and see if that's um, something that's possible, if he would want to come here and see how much that's going to cost. Uh, and we don't actually know how much uh, the Mariners are going to be willing to put on the payroll this year, right? Uh, Yamamoto is going to cost you more. But if you go out and sign a Yamamoto, because he's so young, you can have him around so long, um, and he's going to cost you a lot. You, you're, you have so many prospects. Uh, you know, again, as fans, we we grow attached to these players. But like a Bryce Miller, like a Brian Wu, you know, th those guys now become 
a little bit more expendable. They become pieces that you can use to go get the bat because as much as Blake Snell wants to be here, he's a hometown guy and he's a pitcher. And yeah, this ballpark is great for pitchers. We don't get bats as free agents that want to come to Seattle. So if you sign a Yamamoto and if he doesn't sign, even then still, if you sign a Blake Snell, then you use those assets that you have to go get the bigger bats that wouldn't come here in free agency, but you can trade for them uh, and get them on your team. I think I think that is going to be the way that the Mariners are going to handle this offseason, just based on what we've seen and what we've heard. Um, you know, you can you can go out and pitching is a strength of the Mariners already. But think about it. Make it even stronger. And then you have have so much uh, in your system that you can use to go out and get the bats that you need. I really, really love that idea. So uh, as much as I want them to go get bats, uh, you know, that might not be what we want them to focus on uh, in free agency. Free agency, maybe we really want them to focus on the pitchers so that they can use their, you know, their players to uh, go and trade for some big time bats. I, that seems like it might, you know, that might be the best way to go about it. So that's what I'm rooting for either way. Um, you know, the the other benefit, uh, or not benefit, but the other um, incentive that I have for wanting Yamamoto more, it's not just that he's younger, but it's that he is from Japan. And does that help? He says he wants to play on a team with other Japanese players. Does you know, again, I'm still, I'm still having, uh, I still have hope in my heart that the Mariners uh, would be able to sign a Shohei Otani. And then if Yamamoto comes here, does Otani feel a little bit more comfortable about coming here as well? You got Yamamoto, uh, you have Ichiro uh, hanging around, you have this culture uh, here uh, and, and people that you can talk to and be comfortable with and around, you know, that that's some, that's another thing to think about where, uh, again, I think a lot of fans are just, again, they, they are already getting attached to Blake Snell just because he is a free agent that wants to be here. Uh, but in the long run, Yamamoto might uh, have, um, you know, just won the benefit of being younger and, and being a dominant pitcher already. And then uh, the added benefit of maybe it's, you know, uh, another uh, another tool that you have uh, or um, thing that you uh, dangle in front of uh, Otani to get him to come here, you know. 
So that that's what's going on with the Mariners. It's just basically rumors right now. <laughs> uh, uh, nothing, nothing big yet. Um, but you know, that's the, that's the real fun time of year. I, I mean, I still, at this point, I'm not having a lot of confidence in the front office and what they're going to be able to get done. Not, not any confidence at all in ownership and that they're going to let the uh, front office, um, be able to spend the money that they're going to need to spend to get these guys to come. Uh, but we will wait and see. You never know. Right. So, uh, keep your fingers crossed and, uh, you know, just hope that, uh, John Stanton feels like spending some money this year. Uh, spending some money to make some money. Uh, let's see here. That's the Mariners, really. I mean, like, you know, it, it's it's slow going right now. I think the reason why they haven't any, made any big moves is because they are waiting on Yamamoto and seeing if they will get him or not. And I think, um, you know, like Snell is not signing anywhere because he's also waiting to see if Yamamoto is going to go to the Mariners or not. And, um, you know, wait, uh, he's probably waiting and hoping that uh, Yamamoto goes somewhere else so that he can come to the Mariners, but we'll see. And I'm going to really be bummed uh, either way if we find out, oh, the Mariners, they waited on uh, signing anyone because they wanted to get Yamamoto and then it's going to be a bummer if like they, they didn't even come close uh, on that. And then they missed out on Snell, even though it does seem like Snell is waiting, but you know, what if they, you know, take too long and then yeah, Snell starts getting, uh, you know, starts getting the offers from everybody. Uh, and then the Mariners come in and then they go, okay, well, we didn't get Yamamoto, uh, your second choice, so let's give you, uh, let's negotiate now. And they come in, and then they're way below what everybody else has uh, been offering Snell in the meantime. Uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff to worry about, just begin, again, because you have to worry about what this um, ownership is going to be willing to spend. Uh, again, just keeping my hopes up. Uh, or not, not not keeping my hopes up because my hopes are down about it. <laughs> you know, I'm not uh, expecting that they're going to, but crossing my fingers that they will, um, you know, let Jerry DePoto uh, spend some money this year. All right, there's your Mariners. Let's go ahead and, you know what, everybody else, you know, we're talking offseason Mariners. Everybody else is just starting the offseason. Um you know, the, the rain, the sounders now, uh, or they've been in the off season for a long time, the storm, the sea dragons, and there's just nothing to report uh, on those teams right now. So, um, let's just jump to the Seahawks now and, uh, talk a little Seahawks. Right, and I am recording this on Wednesday night. They have a big game on Thursday against the Dallas Cowboys. 
Thursday night football. And this is huge. This is an absolutely huge game. Win this game, and again, you are just giving yourself some cushion uh, for that playoff spot. Lose this game, and now you really are talking about potentially missing the playoffs. Uh, at that point, you're talking about being 500. Uh, we don't. We, then we then we'll be like watching very closely the rest of the weekend to see what the other teams in the NFC do uh, to, you know, potentially uh, catch up with us. Uh, I mean, all of a sudden now we also have to worry about the Rams. Um, who have beaten us twice. You know, we can't end the season uh, with a tied record with them uh, because they'll obviously have the tiebreaker with beating us twice. Uh, you know, the and again, the NFC is just so uh, down right now that... Uh, You, you don't feel like overly worried uh, about other teams, but you, you feel worried about the Seahawks and uh, them not getting the job done. I mean, and that's just going to be really sad if they can't with how bad the NFC is this year. Um you know, there's, yeah, I mean, we're looking at, you know, who who's closest with this right now? The, the Vikings, uh, the Packers are right behind us. Um, yeah, I mean, the Falcons and Saints, one of those guys <laughs> got to get in. And if one of them goes in a streak, then uh, they're, you know, they could potentially catch up with us. Uh, because, we're, again, we're in the hardest part of our uh, schedule right now. Uh, you know, we still got, again, Cowboys right now. Then we go San Francisco. Then we go, or I mean, then we come home. Uh for the Eagles, but that's three tough games in a row still. And you you lose those games, even though those other teams are so bad, somebody's going to get a win, win in there somewhere at some time. And, uh, you know, either, you know, catch up to you or surpass you. And, and you can't have that. So out of these next three games, we have to have at least one win. If we go the next three games and lose them all, then we're looking at a potential disaster of a season. Uh, so what do the Seahawks need to do to beat the Cowboys? Well, uh, they're going to need to run the ball. And uh, let's talk about how they're going to get that done by looking at the 
the injury report uh, out guard Phil Haynes. Okay, you got you got a, a one of your tack one of your guards out of the game. Uh, thankfully, that's the only lineman you have out though. I mean, this might be one of the healthiest games that we have on the offensive line. Uh, Abe Lucas looking like he's going to be back for this game. So you'll have both of your starting tackles in the game (laughs) for like the first time this season. So uh, hopefully that is going to be something that helps out. Uh, And then uh, pretty healthy across the line otherwise. Uh, So that should help the running game. Unfortunately, listed as doubtful, Kenneth Walker the third, still with that oblique injury. I don't think he's going to play. They list him as doubtful, but they might as well just list him as out. They may. I mean, uh, the way they talked about it, it sounds like he's not going to be ready uh, this game at all. So uh, again, you're going to be going uh, with Charbonnet uh, and. Shane Waldron's going to have to call more run plays. This team, I think they can be run on. Um, And, you know, again, this is, it's just, everything is so connected, right? It's, football really is like chess. You, you, You move one piece, uh, to help set up another piece. And if the Seahawks aren't running the ball, then they can't get anything over the middle in the, in the passing game. But if they're not getting anything over the middle in the passing game, then, uh, you know, it makes it easier for those uh, linebackers and safeties to play up closer to the line and defend the run. And Shane Waldron right now is not doing anything to make the safeties and linebackers worry about that. Everything is an out route. Everything's streaking down the field. Uh, So I really got to see a better game uh, called uh, by Shane Waldron in this game. If we we go down in this game, I'm going to feel... I mean, like I said, that's really hurting our playoff chances so i'm going to be bummed but at least i feel like hey we gave it our best shot i mean there's at, at one point you know we were six and three right and, and now uh you, you know you lose uh the, the last couple of games in in horrific fashion really and uh it just doesn't it just doesn't feel like they ever gave it their best shot or that they were put in position to give it the best shot right so i i need to see i need to see shane waldron uh set up his players to win the game I I need to see JSN uh get more targets by 
running over the middle. I need to see uh, DK on more of those slants. I need to see the tight ends get involved in passing over the middle. Because you know what? I watch this Cowboys team on tape now. And when I watch, um, I feel like a lot of their weakness on defense is the same as yours. I, uh, you know, as good as that defensive line can be, as good as their corners have been this year, I mean, they got a guy that just set the record for most pick sixes in a season, right? As good as that all is, uh, I think they struggle with the same things. I think they struggle to defend uh, and cover the pass over the middle. Um I, I don't think they're a great uh, run defense when I watch them. Uh, so attack it. I just, that's one thing, I, like I said, I haven't seen Shane Waldron doing a good job of attacking other teams' weaknesses. And uh, he's got to this game. He's got to. And, uh, you know, just he can look at his own his own team look at the defense that you uh are on the practice field with every every day and and say hey well this is what beats our defense uh this is how you know we can use the same game plan to beat their defense and then uh speaking of our defense hey we're getting ready to go up against uh, the number one offense right now a lot of people are talking about Dak Prescott being a contender for MVP right now uh we we are going to have to play a lot better on defense uh you, you you need our linebackers and safeties uh to cover uh you know do we need to do we need to uh rotate different players in uh on certain downs you know do, does um does uh Jordan Brooks, does he need to take over uh, linebacker duties on uh, on passing down situations? Get Bobby Wagner out of there and bring in, uh, you know, either an extra safety or an extra corner uh, in these situations uh, to get maybe better coverage in that uh, portion of the field. You know these. You know I don't have the answers. I just have uh, uh, some ideas of things that they could do uh, to try something different. But uh, you know, at, at, at the end of the day, uh, when I watch the defense, I don't see anything wrong in the in the game plan that the defense is doing. I just need to see that defense execute same thing with the defensive line i mean look uh i mean leonard williams jaron reed draymond jones boy Mafe. that's a lot of talent on that defensive line yes we are missing nuosu um and that has been a big loss for us ever since we lost them but there's still a lot of talented players a lot of players you know that you drafted high or players uh, that you gave money to or traded for that, um, you know, when they all are all together, you would think that uh, they would generate more 
uh, pass rush uh, because of all the talents that 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 is there. But we we, we see one or two of them uh, do a lot uh, on their own here and there. But I I just when I'm watching the the defensive line, it it doesn't always look like they are working together as a team. I see individuals, uh, you know, having great moments, but uh, the the unit as a whole together never really looks like it's, um, you know, living up to all of the talent that is there. And I think that's been the big disappointment this year so far. Uh, Are we still in the playoff spot? Yes, we are right now, um, but just barely. And with all the talent that is on this team, on both offense and defense, um, it sure would have been nice to have, I mean, like I said, those two Rams losses, they're killing you right now. It would sure would be nice to have those two more wins and you're feeling like, yes, destiny is in your hands uh, and you're not only uh, in in the playoff hunt, you're obviously going to be fighting for the division as well. And right now that's, <laughs> that's out of the question right now. They just need to be fighting and be worried about even getting into the playoffs in the first place. Uh, again, I'm definitely not one of these people that's saying like, Hey, just lose the rest of the games and, and miss the playoffs. You don't want that. That's not going to be fun to watch one, two. Uh, there's too much talent on this team for that. Like I said, this team, get them in the playoffs and, uh, they, this team really seriously could make a serious run in the playoffs because of the talent that's on there. They just need to get it together here in the regular season to give themselves that chance. Uh, so yeah, I mean, to me, uh, like I said, uh, to win this game, they're gonna have to just study themselves and, um, you know, see what beats them so bad. And that should tell you what should be able to beat the Cowboys. It's not like the Cowboys are unbeatable as even as good as they're looking. I mean, remember they did lose to the Cardinals. So this is, this is a beatable team for sure. Uh, they just got to go get it done. All right. Uh, if they lose this one, like I said, though, like I'm going to be really, uh, worried about their chances, um, of making the playoffs. And again, that's the other reason why you don't want this team to just lose out the rest of the way. Cause what, where you're talking right now, because of, again, look how bad the, 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 the records are across the league right now. You're still, even at this point, you're going to end up in the middle of the pack, which is not a great pick (laughs) to have, right? Um, you're not going to get that much better uh, of, you know, because everybody's talking about quarterback, right? You're not going to get that much better of a quarterback or your chances of getting a quarterback don't increase that much by moving uh, up, like, you know, the potential four or five spots that you could be talking about a, a difference in, in picking. Because you're not you're not getting Caleb Williams. You're not getting... Uh, Drake may, uh, do you know how much it would cost your team to trade from like the number 15, 16 pick to 
go all the way up to number one. You don't want to do that. <laughs> um, you know, because you're talking about trading a ton of picks. You're probably talking about trading uh, players on your team as well. You, you don't, you don't, we're, we're not in rebuild mode. Okay. We, we were in, in retool mode, you know, and you gave uh, Geno Smith a retool contract where you can get out of that contract at any time, have all that money to spend on uh, free agents uh, or the quarterback of the future if you find them or whatnot, right? So you you don't need to, uh, you know, gamble your future away uh, because because of the way this team is constructed right now and the talent that's on the team. So you, you, you don't need to also... Um, just throw away the playoffs like you should be trying to get in the playoffs um and you know if a quarterback falls to you in the first round but yeah go ahead and take them uh and you you know you you can decide right away if you want geno smith on the team next year or not uh or you know and and have this rookie sit behind Gino, or you get do you get rid of Gino and just have this rookie take over right away? You know, so many options again because of the way they they drew up their contracts. Uh, so I think because of all the possibilities that you have for this team, this isn't the kind of team that you that you want missing the playoffs just because you're feeling bummed out that you. You lost some games that you thought you should win. Uh, let's see. Uh, I mean, I guess I, uh, I'm rambling, so I don't have anything more that I need to say about the Seahawks other than uh, let's just hope they win. Um, like I said, Dallas is a beatable team. It's, it's prime time. We've lost, you know, two games in a row now. Uh, I don't have the stat in front of me, but I'm sure that it's very rare that Pete Carroll has lost three games in a row throughout his NFL career. So uh, just hopefully this is uh, not going to be one of those times and that, uh, that this team is hungry uh, for... Uh, you know, f for this win and, and to get back on the right track and to, uh, you know, you know, drastically increase their playoff odds by getting a win in this game. All right, that's your Seahawks, and that's going to be the show. All right, um, let me know what do you think. Do you think the Seahawks can win? Uh, I'm going to predict they win. A close one the 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 Cowboys they are high-powered offense right now they're running on all cylinders I think Shane Waldron um, the the talks of him potentially getting a head coaching job they've gone out the window uh, and now uh, he's you know he's straight up fighting for his job so he's going to want to come out and give it his best shot. The players have underperformed. They're going to come out uh, ho hopefully hungry and, and, and uh, you know, 
on fire to show that they are better than what they have been recently and give it their best shot. And hopefully that's all going to be in unison and work together to add up to a win. And, uh, you know, I think this could be like a 24, 21, uh, type of score. It's, it's going to, it's going to be close. I don't, I don't think the Cowboys are going to blow us out. All right. Um, let me know what, how you feel about that. Uh, let me know how you're feeling about the Mariners off season right now. How bad do you want Blake Snell? Uh, or do you want Yamamoto? Or are you still just so focused on Otani? That's all you're thinking about. Or, um, you know, what, what trades do you want the Mariners to make? Let me know. All right. Uh, that's going to be the episode. So, uh, thank you so much for listening to the Seattle sports show where we watch legends awaken and breathe fire. So take cover because with a sea of sound, you will see us rise to reign supreme and win forever. Thank you.